Hey guys, this is FJ back once again um, with a short episode of my podcast. So uh, today um, I'm just going to discuss one thing that has happened um, in Pakistan. Um, you see, there has been an article that was published um, a day ago. Um, it has been published in a relatively unknown website um, called uh, Fact Focus. And... Um, by the way, fun fact about this uh, website, um, their Twitter account, which has, you know, tens of thousands of followers, most of those, uh, you know, those followers uh, on their Twitter account, they're actually fake followers. They uh, they have been bought from a company. So, yeah, there's that. But anyway, that's, uh, that's irrelevant to what I'm about to talk about. So... Uh, what happened was there was an article in this uh, relatively unknown website fact focus um, and by the way this website has also been blocked now in Pakistan uh, that article um, was basically based on Mr. Asim Bajwa and his um, family <clears throat> right so for those who don't know who is Mr. Asim Bajwa um, he's the former spokesperson of um, Pakistani military right uh, he has also, um, uh, you know, he has also spent time um, in a couple of other roles before. Uh, presently, he is the chairman of uh, Pakistan's uh, CPEC Authority. Now, for those who don't know what is Pakistan's uh, CPEC Authority, uh, this is uh, this is an organization which um, oversees um, CPEC and its related uh, projects in Pakistan. And for those who don't know what is CPEC, well. Uh, CPEC is China-Pakistan Economic Corridor, um, a, a mega project between the state of Pakistan and between the state of China. So Mr. Bajwa is basically the chairman of the organization which oversees um, CPEC and all the projects you know related to CPEC. So yeah. So this article basically gives uh, figures. Um, it gives names. It gives other data, uh, you know, on Mr. Bajwa's family um, and their business empire. Um, and it asks uh, some really tough questions that how this family was able to uh, accumulate all this wealth in such a short time. Um, and uh, I'm not going to go into the details. If you are interested in reading the article, uh, you can simply, uh, you know, visit the website that I told you about, uh, Fact Focus, and you can, you know, give it a read. By the way, one more thing, I uh, just want to add here that um, since this website has been blocked uh, in Pakistan, I was told, um, it's not going to make any difference um, because uh, this article will now be cross-published on other forums as well, uh, on several WordPress blogs. Uh, it is also being circulated on WhatsApp in the form of text as well as PDF. Um, it is also circulating on Telegram, right? So there's no way in hell that you can actually stop the circulation of this article. People who want to read this article will be able to read this article. Let's be very clear about this. Just because Pakistan has blocked this uh, website does not mean that um, nobody will be able to read the article. Um, and uh, one more thing that uh, you have to keep in mind that uh, this is a relatively unknown website and I'm not even sure about their copyright policy, right? Um, and I'm pretty sure that if somebody copy-paste, you know, this article on their own blog, let's suppose, 
I don't think that this website will actually mind. I don't think that this website will send them an email um, and threaten to sue them. This won't happen. If this was a BBC or some 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 other um, uh, well-reputed uh, news organization, um, they have a very strict uh, copyright policy, and so um, if you would publish their articles, uh, you know, like all, complete article from let's say BBC or CNN or you know, independent, the independent, uh, if you are going to cross-publish their articles without their permission on your own blog you will probably receive an email from them within one week or something and uh, they will ask you very nicely very politely to take down the article or be prepared to get sued right that's how it works also they can also get your blog suspended by the way so but since this website is is you know i think one of the main reasons for this journalist uh, whose name is Ahmad Nurani, who is the author of this article. Um, and by the way, he's a very well-reputed journalist in Pakistan. He has done several stories um, in the past. And he's very well-known in Pakistan. Um, so I think one of the main reasons why this journalist decided to um, publish this article, um, uh, you know, with this uh, relatively unknown website, fact focus and not with uh, any uh, well-known well-reputed website uh, like bbc urdu right or independent urdu and or or several other websites or let's say why not why not any uh, local news organization right um why not geo uh, why not the news international why not um um dawn right all of these websites they are basically local news organizations based in Pakistan, right? So why did this journalist um, go for um, a website which is basically unknown to everybody? And to me, to my mind, and this is just my own uh, theory, you know, this is, this is not something that has been um, conveyed to me by anyone. Uh, this is just my own uh, theory that um, I personally think that you know the reason why this journalist actually decided to um, get his article published on a relatively unknown website was that uh, he knew that uh, you know uh, there will be major problems uh, once this article gets published um, also I personally think that he probably would have tried uh, the same article with other news organizations and I do think personally that those news organizations must have turned uh, turned down that article right because look um you take bbc you take the independent you take other um foreign uh, organizations uh, you know organizations which have um staff in pakistan which have their presence in pakistan um they have their own interests and they they want to continue to you know operate in pakistan now, publishing in an article, you know, publishing an article like this uh, on their website, that would be a death sentence for these news organizations. They, uh, you know, they probably feared that the Pakistani state would come after them, and uh, you know, there's also the possibility that these news organizations, especially if they are foreign news organizations based uh, in Pakistan or operating out of Pakistan, whatever. Um, they they would probably have this concern that you know Pakistani state might even kick them out 
right? Um, there used to be a journalist named uh, Declan Walsh. Uh, he used to be uh, working with the New York Times and he was kicked out of Pakistan because he was working on a story uh, which Pakistani state did not want him to publish. He has obviously still published that story, but he was kicked out. So that's what I'm trying to explain it, you know, to you guys that um, these news organizations, um, they have their own interests. And one of those interests is to be able to, you know, uh, operate in, in, in different countries, including countries like Pakistan, Iran. These are authoritarian countries, but they still want to continue to, you know, operate. Uh, in these countries and so uh, they really have to think twice and maybe not even twice maybe 10 times that um, you know uh, if they're going to be publishing an article uh, they have to consider a lot of factors before they go ahead with it so I don't blame them uh, and so this is this is my own theory why uh, this journalist Mr. Ahmad Nurani he chose a website that was relatively unknown um, because um, since that website has now been blocked um imagine if it was bbc or you know some some other website and imagine if pakistani state would have blocked their website that would have been a nightmare for their organization right so so yeah i think that's one of the reasons and uh, but since this website has not now been blocked uh, and like i told you guys that uh, there is no way that pakistani state can actually um kill this article this article cannot be killed it will be cross-published on several other forums will be cross-published uh, at several other websites um, uh, blogs free what you know wordpress blogs that are being operated by individuals uh, it is already being circulated in the form of text as well as pdf on whatsapp and you know this this cannot be killed so basically the gist of the story that has been published by Mr. Ahmad Narani is that uh, Mr. Asim Bajwa and his family um, managed to accumulate a lot of wealth and I mean a lot of wealth in a very short period of time and that period of time was basically in sync with uh, Mr. Asim Bajwa's military career right as he progressed uh, in his military career his family's business you know somehow you know increased so um and this article raises a lot of questions now in defense of mr asim bajwa he tweeted that this article is part of propaganda generation warfare you know shouldn't be taken seriously and it is rejected but here's a problem um a single tweet is not going to help it and by the way uh, let me just add here that this article was also rejected by pakistan's ruling party from their official twitter account the pd uh, the pti official twitter account um that account also tweeted and basically you know they they indirectly call the author and everybody who is sharing the article so-called indian agents right because you know this is this is this is the old tactic that is used by a pakistani state this is the oldest tactic in their book they just call everybody an indian agent and they think that people actually buy into that and you know a lot of unintelligent uh, people in pakistan they do buy into that because you know they don't know any other thing to be true i mean they just take their news from pakistani media 
they take whatever they are being told by Pakistani government, Pakistani state as fact. They never question those things. So, so yeah, there's there's a there's a portion, uh, you know, there's a segment of people in Pakistan um, which actually buys into this bullshit. But obviously, most people don't. Um, and Pakistanis living uh, outside of Pakistan certainly don't. So, so a single tweet will not, um, or even a couple of tweets will not uh, kill this article, right? It will only raise more suspicion. That's all it's going to do. What is needed is, uh, we need a press conference by Mr. Asim Bajwa himself. And uh, we need to know, uh, not just in rhetoric, but with evidence that this story is fake that this story is part of propaganda that there's absolutely no truth in this story we need to hear this directly from mr asim bajwa and like i said we, we don't need only rhetoric we need evidence you know um mr bajwa uh, basically i think it was mr bajwa's tweet or it was pti uh, you know pdi's official tweet i i, I just can't seem to remember right now but in you know in one of those tweets that i read um they said that this story has been refuted well how do you think it has been refuted because refuting something means to give evidence uh against it that's the only way you can refute a story you can't refute a story with rhetoric you can't you know refute a story with just like two or three tweets calling uh, the author of the article an Indian agent, uh, calling those who are sharing that article Indian proxies. You can't do that. I mean, that's not uh, refutation. That is a stupidity, you know. So to be able to refute the story, uh, Mr. Asim Bajwa himself, like I said, um, if it's somebody else, it won't, it won't sell. Okay, people won't, won't buy it. So it must be Mr. Asim Bajwa himself doing a press conference equipped with evidence um, and only then this story can be killed. So that's what I think. Now let's see if this actually happens or not. I personally don't think that this will happen um, because um, if there was, uh, you know, if this story was based on lies one of the first um, few things we would have heard from Mr. Asim Bajwa and from the Pakistani government would have been that um, they are going to sue the author. But nobody is talking about suing the author, right? That probably means that most of the things, you know, most of those things, uh, if not all, uh, that have been published in the article, you know, most of those things are probably true, you know. Otherwise, they would have said that, you know, we are going to sue the author. That's that's the most uh, logical thing to do. If somebody writes lies about you, right? And if you are the former spokesperson of the Pakistani military, your first reaction should be that, you know what? I'm going to sue the hell out of you. I'm going to sue you for the last penny that you've got. But no such thing happened. So, at least not yet. So... So yeah, let's see. Let's see where this goes. Um, and uh, but it, it 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 does you know appear to me that um, you know most of the content, if not all, in that article is probably true. 
um, that's what I personally think at this point. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, that's that's what I personally think. Anyway, so here's the deal. Look, uh, there have been a lot of articles that have been published lately um, in you know different outlets. Um, and uh, those articles basically focus on the increased role of Pakistani military um, in CPAC, right? You know, I, I would just say this one thing that while obviously, <clears throat> you know, the increased role of the military um, should not be something that should be celebrated, right? Um, because it is obviously against uh, all democratic norms <clears throat> and it's not something that should be celebrated but at the same time I will say that you know we don't really expect Pakistani state to hand over CPAC to Pakistani civilians or do we because you know these are the same Pakistani civilians and when I say Pakistani civilians I really mean bureaucrats I mean political parties <coughs> excuse me guys so let's face it you know the biggest city of Pakistan which is the Karachi city I mean civilian authorities had to call in a Chinese company to pick up the city's trash they couldn't even pick up the city's trash on their own so Pakistani civilians are highly incompetent right um, they are extremely corrupt there's corruption in every institution and they have their own political motivations okay so quite frankly um i don't really expect pakistani state um to uh you know hand over cpac 100 percent to the pakistani civilians right pakistani civilians obviously have a role still have a role in cpac but i am referring to the increasing role of pakistani military and you know the one of the main reasons of that increasing role is also the, uh, the fact that the Chinese do not trust Pakistani civilians because um, like I said they have their own political motivations I'm talking about Pakistani civilians right now they have their own political motivations they're extremely corrupt they often leak stuff from sensitive meetings they leak their stuff to journalists they leak their stuff to their um, colleagues or whatever and this has been a problem um, for a long time now and the Chinese even conveyed this to Pakistani military that things that are being discussed between us in our meetings are somehow being leaked they are being leaked so um, and that was a point when uh, Chinese officials even um, kicked out uh, Pakistani civilian representatives from more than one meeting you have to just know that you have to keep that in mind so look I don't really blame Pakistani military for having an increased role in CPEG because it is the only working institution in Pakistan let's face it 
um, here I will add one thing about uh, corruption look there's an idea um, you know among many people in Pakistan that uh, Pakistani military is non-corrupt there is absolutely zero corruption in Pakistani military um, and uh, Pakistani military is capable of doing no wrong ever whatsoever right I mean that's the general impression that uh, Pakistani military you know has uh, at least among these uh, you know very nationalist and you know very patriotic Pakistanis now some of that perception is probably true because um, you know there's there's probably least amount of corruption in Pakistani military on the lower level right um, that is that is very true if you compare uh, that with the civilian setup in Pakistan the corruption in the civilian setup it starts from <clears throat> it starts from the gatekeeper or the sweeper or the person who cleans the you know sewage lines right i mean that's the that's the level um you know of of corruption when it comes to pakistani civilian institutions you will have this uh, you know uh, this boy who uh, who serves tea in this uh, institution building and that boy will be you know taking bribes from uh, people uh, to do various things for example setting up meetings with officials of that institution so this is the level of corruption in Pakistan civil institutions right that's not the case with Pakistani military but but there's a big but <clears throat> to say that there is no corruption of any kind in whole of Pakistani military I think that is also wrong that is not true because look here's the thing Pakistani military uh, is an institution which is made up of Pakistanis right it is it is the people's army basically um, it carries out its recruitment from Pakistanis from the Pakistani public from the same public right <clears throat> and it lives in the same country that is Pakistan it lives in the same culture that Pakistani society offers so how can it be that the rest of the Pakistani society is going to be so so utterly corrupt but there will be zero percent of corruption in Pakistani military how can that be possible that is simply not possible this is this is the Pakistani military this is not a military that has you know um, come down from the skies or something okay this is this is the Pakistani military it recruits from Pakistanis it is based in Pakistan and so obviously there will be some kind of corruption because the corruption problem in Pakistan is a societal problem it is not restricted to one institution corruption is so much entrenched in Pakistani society that I mean there I mean I, I really challenge people to find me a single place public or private um governmental or military right 
just find me one place in Pakistan where you can say that there is zero percent of corruption. I mean, I haven't been able to find any place like that. So, so of course, uh, while there is not, you know, not the kind of corruption that we see, um, you know, in in civilian institutions. That's definitely not the case with Pakistani military. But at the same time, yes, there is, you know, there is some amount of corruption, and there are, you know, there like there are bound to be those people in Pakistani military who will have the same mindset, you know, the mindset that basically uh, rationalizes corruption, right? <clears throat> and by the way, I'm just saying all of this. Um, while completely ignoring this story on Mr. Asim Bajwa, I'm not talking about Mr. Asim Bajwa right now. I'm just talking very generally at this point. And so, like I was saying, that um, yes, there is there is definitely uh, some amount of corruption in Pakistani military, but it is not as bad or as rampant or as unchecked as it is in the civilian institutions in Pakistan. Okay. So uh, I think Pakistanis should stop treating Pakistani military as uh, some kind of angels. Okay, they're also human beings. They're also um, uh, prone to making mistakes. Okay, um, and so let's treat them like human beings. Okay. Now let's talk about Mr. Asam Bajwa's story. Look, I don't know how his family managed to accumulate all that wealth. Okay, maybe they did that without um, engaging in any kind of uh, um, illegal behavior, right? I mean, who am I to say that they managed to accumulate all that wealth um, from corruption, right? I don't know that. I don't know that. Um, and neither does this journalist, Mr. Ahmed Nurani, okay? So nobody really knows right now that um, how his family managed to accumulate all that wealth. So I will, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. I will give him that as I would have um, given that to anybody else. But like I said, it is very necessary at this point that he comes out with a press conference and uh, he comes out with evidence. You see, that's the main thing here. If he just comes out with rhetoric, right, um, that's not going to solve this. And then people will say that there is definitely something wrong. You know, there is definitely something wrong. But if he comes out with evidence and if he refutes, if he actually refutes the story, then that would be, you know, I mean that's what's required so so yeah um i also think that you know this um this measure that they took uh blocking the website uh, i don't think that uh, that's a very i mean that's uh, you know that's not a very intelligent thing to do i mean what have you gained from blocking the website you have gained absolutely nothing the, like I said, the article will be published um, on several other forums. It is already circulating on WhatsApp. So you can't kill information. And you know, this is, this is the problem. 
with many people in Pakistan, they are still having that kind of mentality where they think that simply blocking something means that, you know, the job job is done. No, your job is not done. So anyway, I hope that he comes out with evidence and he actually refutes the story because I will tell you one thing that I personally admire this person, you know, Mr. Hasim Bajwa. I personally admire him from the time when he used to serve uh, as the spokesperson of Pakistani military. He was a professional. Uh, he was a very uh, professional person. His public persona was amazing. And um, he has this aura, you know, he, he has this aura about him and uh, it's, it's very attractive. So, so I, I, I personally admire this person, okay. Um, but I hope that he comes up with an actual reputation and uh, because if he doesn't if he doesn't then his entire military career could be questioned um, his uh, his role as the spokesperson of Pakistani military that could be you know called into questioning I mean people will simply not stop questioning and look you can't you can't call people Indian proxies just for asking questions okay people have all, have all the right to ask questions so you cannot stop people from questioning if people stop asking questions on social media they will not ask you know stop asking questions uh, in their private discussions okay so the only way to basically kill this story is to come up with evidence and to prove that this story is completely false or even partially false and um, yeah that's that's pretty much it so but but you know just I just want to add one thing here that you know uh, the more time that they take to um, actually refute this story the more criticism will be directed towards Mr. Asim Bachwa um, so I think this is something that should be done very quickly uh, without wasting any time I also think and I also reject this idea that this story about Mr. Asim Bajwa, you know, this story coming up um, is, you know, is, is somehow an assault on CPAC itself because I don't see it as such. It is definitely not an assault on CPAC. Um, Mr. Asim Bajwa is just a personality. Um, if he has indeed done one or more wrong, um, he should... Um, just like any other person would he should also face consequences for that right uh, but he is just one person he could be just as easily removed from his position right so this is not about CPAC uh, but yet yeah, that is the that is the idea that the Pakistani government wants to you know give to the to the public that uh, that you know that listens to it and takes everything it says uh, as fact so Pakistan government wants to tell you know uh, this segment of Pakistani public that um, this is an assault on CPEC itself, and not just an uh, you know not just an article on one person. Uh, 
but yes intelligent people out there can clearly see that this is not really about cpac um this is about one person and his family um and uh it's just uh, a coincidence that you know he is currently the chairman of cpac authority so so yeah that's the case um but whatever you you know whatever opinion you might hold about this whether you think that this is uh, something that is an assault on cpac or whether you think that you know this is about one person and one person and his family alone um the thing is that this should be refuted as soon as possible right because if it is not refuted then i am afraid to say that people will continue to ask questions and uh, people will continue to um uh, not just ask questions but also they will also uh, start forming their own opinions about this whole thing and that's the most dangerous thing when people start uh, forming their their own opinions because they are not you know they are not being um uh, you know nobody is giving them facts nobody is telling them the truth right uh so eventually people start forming their own opinions about certain things and uh once people start forming a negative opinion about mr asim bajwa um i think it would be uh very harmful not just for him not just for his family not just for his military career but also for the pakistani military as an institution itself so this should not be something that should be ignored this is not something that should be you know pushed under the carpet this needs to be addressed and this needs to be addressed forcefully and uh, i mean that's that's all i'm going to say about this like i said i gave mr asim bajwa the benefit of the doubt i will not say that um, you know assuming that the story itself is true i will not say that um it is necessary that you know him you know he and his family they accumulated this wealth through corruption right it is not necessary um there could be other possibilities as well but this is just me giving him benefit of the doubt there are going to be thousands thousands and thousands of other people who are not going to give him benefit of the doubt and who are just going to assume on their own that if this story is true then it must mean that he must he and his family must have uh, must have accumulated all that wealth um through corruption or through um other illegal means right so just because i'm giving uh, him and his family the benefit of the doubt does not mean that other people will do the same so anyway um uh, this is all i'm going to you know going to say about this i might do another podcast on this if something concrete comes up um but i think uh, this is it for now i'll be back very soon um and uh, take care bye bye